Hey there, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the FSF Podcast. Welcome. The show that would like to remind you that the House of Skywalker won't ever govern Araxis to control the flow of spice because of sand. And we all know how Anakin hates sand. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Redshirt Crewman number 141. She'll know that when she puts on the red shirt and joins the crew of the ghost, that she didn't leave her family destitute and without hope. Because the Redshirt Widows and Orphans Fund has her back and what's left of the ship's chain code. All right, guys, our guest today is an amazing voice actor. And I know I say this a lot that they have an awesome IMDb resume, but I honestly and truthfully 1000% mean it. Our guest today has one of the most impressive resumes I've seen in a long time because there's not a sandbox that she hasn't played in. You're just she scrolling is... and scrolling and scrolling. I sprained my finger. <laughs> sprained my finger. I swear I did. Um, but she's Hera in Star Wars Rebels. She's Wonder Woman in DC's Harley Quinn. She's Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's Black Canary in Young Justice and Phantoms. And that's just to name a few. We're scratching the surface. That's like barely getting a couple of her, her major characters out of the way just for the point of introduction. I can't even begin to tell you how proud we are to welcome Vanessa Marshall to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. Vanessa, it was amazing for me to see how many different places I have heard your voice as I was scrolling through your IMDb resume. Um, as I was per uh, perusing it, I was like, wow, okay, so she was in this and this and this. And some of the things I listed in the introduction, obviously. But uh, one of the things we do on all of our interviews is that we like to get an origin story from our guests because we're nerds and nerds love origin stories uh, of their heroes. And you are the hero of this story. So um, now I know that you had, uh, you know, parents in the entertainment industry, but how did you personally get started in the entertainment industry? So that is a wonderful question. Um, I grew up, as you said, in an entertainment family. Uh, my mom was an actress or she still is uh, Joan Van Ark on Knott's Landing in Dallas. And my father was a news reporter and so I guess uh, I got to see how hard my mom worked. And uh, I also noticed that, you know, as far as the on-camera world is concerned, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of focus on what you look like and the outsides and, all, you know, being thin and this and that. None of which was, it's just nothing I really cared about. <laughs> I, I like to eat. And um so uh, I found my solace in books, in um, stories, comic books, in um, films, stuff like that. I was an only child and um, Star Wars came along and just op cracked open my heart. And I, I deeply cared about these characters and it just took hold of me a long, long time ago. Um, and so on sort of the meta spiritual level, that's sort of where Star Wars lands in in uh, my origin story. But outside of that, um, I was 10 years old when my mom uh, was again doing Knott's Landing and they needed someone to play her as a young girl. And they asked me if I would do it and I said yes. And I guess that's one of those stories of privilege or happy accidents. Uh, and I got my SAG card at a very young age and uh, I've told this story before so forgive me if it's redundant but the director told me he would give me a Big Mac if I cried so the minute they called action I was like 
<laughs> you know and um and the whole set was like she's an academy award-winning actress you know and i was like give me my big mac and um, so it was in all honesty motivated by a desire for junk food which of course my mom uh never provided but um having said that so that sort of kicked that off but at the heart of it i love stories i love telling them I love facilitating the telling of stories, whether it's commercials, movies, um, animated series, uh, you know, of course, in the theater. Uh, I have a background in the theater as well. And uh, I was also doing stand-up comedy, and I created a sketch comedy show with several characters in it, 13 characters total, I believe. And uh, they all sort of interacted with each other, and I I recorded footage of myself and had conversations with myself. Um, and a voiceover agent said, you know, you might actually do well in animation. And uh, I said, really? And yes. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, there. the rest is history. Uh, she ended up signing me. That was back in 1997. And, uh, you know, it's just been a magic carpet ride ever since. And uh, I really like the world of voiceover. Voiceover actors are so kind, supportive, um, not a lot of hater energy. I mean, I don't know what the on-camera world is like because I'm I'm not a part of it. But mm -hmm. from what I saw with my mom, um, it didn't look like a lot of women uplifting other women. It looked like a lot of women trying to like out plastic surgery each other. And, uh, you know, that's not even a verb, but you know what I'm saying? Um, right. And that's just not, that's not what we do uh, in the world of voiceover. And those are my people and and I like it. <laughs> and awesome. uh, so I feel grateful to have landed in that sort of creative family. Um, I found my tribe and uh, it's like a big clown car. <laughs> we all just crack each other up and <laughs> travel around and kind of go like, hey, you know, it's a cracker barrel. Let's go you know, whatever we, we just like tumble around and, and have a great time together. And of course, create fantastic, uh, uh, content for fans in mm. different, you know, yeah. fandoms. So you, you mentioned that you were about 10 and of star, star Wars, what, what incantation of star Wars was it that, that really kind of set its hooks? Well, the first film from the, from the very first moment, um, I, I, and Carrie Fisher was unlike any woman I'd ever seen. I mean, Princess Leia, when she says to get the walking carpet out of her way, I was like, I yeah. want her. <laughs> and, um, love her. Love her. And, and, uh, strangely, I very much related to, well, of course, Luke Skywalker, everyone can relate to, you know, that, that, that moment in the hero's journey, when you're given the opportunity, do you step up? Do you do the right thing? Do you, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I've got to, I've got to do my converter, you know, or do you, or do you take the path and and take the journey? And um, I very much related to his relationship with his, you know, father as he so discovered in the sense that it almost sometimes felt like the entertainment industry was sort of the dark side that took my mom away from me. Okay. And you know, uh, he has the opportunity to let his anger get the best of him at the end of that movie and he doesn't. And I think it's it's a, a very uh, poetic 
story about the power of of mercy and he chooses to take a different path and i feel like you know that question do you want to be happy or do you want to be right oh sure when when i saw mm-hmm. luke do the right thing it inspired me to you know not necessarily forgive my mom because i did get a big mac let's be honest um <laughs> But, but it inspired me to see uh, the bigger picture and the value in uh, not taking personally my mom's bionic work ethic that kept her away from home that made me feel unimportant. Okay. You know, I think that's possible if you, if you have a working mom and she's out there on her grind and, you know, I'm on my grind uh, today. And so like, I, I really get it. I understand. Um that it, that it must be hard to balance things. I don't have any children. So um, I can't imagine having to do the kind of work day that I do that sometimes goes till 11 o'clock at night. And then also, uh, you know, worry about a small child. Like, I think my mom did the best she could, but anyway, Star Wars morphed to mean more and more and more to me as I grew as an adult and I faced my own hero's journey. But um Again, I think those themes are so universal and those rites oh, yeah. of passage are so universal that um it definitely I think the first film grabbed me and and it never let go. And and with each subsequent, oh my God, I mean the Clone Wars, dude, please. It's endless, endless, endless love for the Clone Wars. And mm, uh, agreed. Anyway, yeah. No, it's so a great that, answer. That is a great answer. And really thinking is. about thinking about the effect that Star Wars has had and the effect that Star Wars has on everybody. I mean, because it's Star Wars. And like you said, from that opening moment, from that first like hit of the first chord of the theme song, and you like your your chest gets yeah. held tight. I know, I do it every time. I've that and the seen crawl to combine movie. just oh. Oh my gosh. I've seen every movie yeah. how many times and it still gives me chills every yeah. time. Yeah. But we actually we recently had a conversation with another Star Wars actress. We got to talk with Emily Swallow, so the oh, right. woman behind the armor, the armor, which I, I love her character. But yeah. we talked about how weird and awesome it is to have an action figure of yourself. <laughs> um, so, with all of the roles that you've had and your beautiful collection behind you, do you have any action figures of your own characters? I do. Uh, as a matter of fact, Olga from Metal Gear Solid mm. is. One of the first characters and i freaked out the only thing is she has armpit hair i shave mm. my arm so <laughs> you know uh minor technicality yeah. a minor technicality yes and uh i think i emailed you guys that i'm putting together an event for metal gear solid um i love that you guys have a, a charitable aspect to this show i too that's i'm i'm built that way um but this event is uh, for Metal Gear fans, and we're going to try and raise some money for the Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, nice. oh cool. Yeah, and uh, we're we're all coming together, all the voiceover actors from the game. So I might donate this and sign it. Oh, uh, so cool. That'd be awesome. For the event. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can part with this. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll do the best I can. But anyway, this was this was the first one that came out. Um, yeah, the cool thing about the event is that people will be able to be present at you know live in person on uh, July fifteenth, but also uh, you can sign up and be there virtually. And I'm going to be playing on Twitch. I'm going to be playing uh, 
Ooh. Metal Gear Solid. And I think Peace Walker, I, I play Dr. Strangelove. And uh, so you'll be able to play the voice actors. You know, they they can yell at you as their characters. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh my cool. gosh. That that's is cool. so cool. Yeah. So again, you know, this pandemic just really uh, made me uh, want to commit to having fun, creating fun and doing good. Yeah. And, and uh, this particular event is the first of hopefully many, and I want to do it for, for different fandoms, but uh, yeah, this, the opportunity presented itself and I just thought, oh, for sure. I'm all over it. So anyway, that's so cool. that's, that ties into my my first action figure. <laughs> that was so awesome. Nice. See, I love the like I both love and would be slightly weirded out by the idea of having an action figure of myself. But like I think it'd be really cool. But also it is kind of really weird. weird. Well, were you guys at celebration in Chicago when Dave Filoni got his action figure? No, we were not. Oh my gosh, man. It was so funny. Uh that picture. Let me see if I can find it. Uh someone made a Dave Filoni action figure and it, it was just spot on with the shirt and the hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, nice. it was, it was pretty intense. Um, there it is. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, oh that's my awesome. gosh. That is yeah. so cool. Look how happy he looks. I know <laughs> he really was. <laughs> I mean, that's look great. at the little shoes. Look at the shoes. Oh, that's <laughs> phenomenal. That is so cool. Yeah. I think anyway. I think one of my favorite pictures I've seen of somebody playing with their own action figure was uh, actually of Jason Momoa playing as with his Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. yeah. And yeah. he just, and, and the same as, as Dave Filoni there, Jason looks just ridiculously happy. Like, exactly. I, have, I have me. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, anyway. So certainly a lot of your projects are really close to your heart. And as projects that are close to your heart, you definitely have a story or something related to those projects. Do you have any fun or entertaining stories of things that happened kind of like behind the scenes, uh, like during like Rebels or something like that? Well, there's the the lovely time when Jason Isaacs came in uh, to play the Inquisitor mm -hmm. and he opened up a closet in the vocal booth and we were like, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, he found a miniature golf set. <laughs> he rolls out the green and he starts, you know, hitting the golf balls in between lines like he would say something playful to Freddie to destroy him. <laughs> and then he would hit a golf ball. And Freddie was like, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> Freddie was like, you know, this is not professional. He was just like, who is this? And but it was so inquisitor to get under Freddie's skin and drive him up a wall. And we were all like. How is it that we've been here for how many seasons and we've never found the miniature golf set in the closet? But it takes this dude literally five minutes to like whoop, locate it and set Walks it right up in. and get a hole in one every time when he when he hit. I mean, it was just like it was sublime. And uh yeah, that that that's a, a memorable moment. Um <laughs> trying to think some of the other backstories. I mean, whenever anyone was hungry, I was like, that's the thing is that I was sort of the mom of the group, even though <laughs> I don't have kids, 
but I could tell when they were hungry or low blood sugar or their stomachs were growling. And so I go get them snacks in the kitchen. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you can't be hungry. Nope. Not on my watch, but, um, yeah. And, uh, um, we were, we, we function as a family that way. And it was really cool to see how Freddie was sort of, uh, you know, kind to Taylor in the same way as sort of a, uh, a mentor where voice acting is concerned because this was Taylor's first job and, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it it really mirrored the plot of the show to some extent. And Tia and I are both football fans. So we were always, you know, <laughs> talking about football and, um, you know, as a Mandalorian and artist and a, um, you know, skilled fighter, it would just sort of, it, 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 it all tracked and it all uh, fell together. I think it was really genius casting that they knew that we would click like that. Mm-hmm. Well, even you saying that, you know, you were kind of the mom of the group. I'm like, well, that kind of fits with the show's story as well, because 100%. with, Hera, with yeah. Hera and the way that she was, you know, over the kids and not over the kids, but with the kids of the group. And, you know, yeah, uh, I, as soon as sure. you said that, I was like, well, of course you were. You were Hera. So you had to be so <laughs> space mom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she gets the sun. I'm her space mom. So happy. I'm so sorry about the, the sun ruining the. Nah, not a problem. You've got the yes. sun. I've got my mom's cat over here. We're all good. I like yeah. it. I like it. It Cats all works. Are Cats are good. They are. You're a good girl, aren't you? Yeah. So, Vanessa, you've been part of uh, universes like Star Wars, Star Trek. You've been in Marvel animation. You've been in DC animation. Now, most actors feel lucky to dip their toe in one of those sandboxes, either live action or animation. But you've had opportunity to play in all these different sandboxes. Have you ever given any thought to a character or a universe of sandbox that you haven't gotten to play in yet that you would like to? Is there like the the white whale out there that you're like, boy, if I could if I could do this role, that would be really cool. It'd be a nice add to my resume. Well, one one area that I have not um, participated in is uh, primetime. Well, I mean, I do ADR for The Simpsons. There's a group of us that, you know, we handle the background characters, but I would love to uh, work on one of the Fox primetime shows. I've never uh, been a part of those sort of more sketchy adult comedy shows. They're they're right up my alley. Um, but it, that that's one thing that just hasn't happened yet, and I look forward to it. Yeah, a lot of friends, a lot of my friends are, you know, on the whole uh, animation domination stuff and. Um, uh, that's just one thing that hasn't happened yet, but you know, you never know. <laughs> well, there's always time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, I don't know. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong and maybe you guys know more about this because I haven't looked at this just popped into my head and I haven't done the research on this. So this is a very off the wall question, but I know that like Futurama is supposed to be coming back. And if that mm -hmm. does come back, I think you'd be a perfect fit in Futurama. That's exactly the kind of show I'm talking about. Um, like D. Bradley Baker, I think he was in American Dad. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, yeah, that that kind of comedy is, um, I haven't had a chance. I mean, there was a show, Final Space, that I did that was pretty funny. That was for um, TBS, I think. Well, it was Adult Swim. Okay. Uh, but it it wasn't necessarily Fox primetime, but it was still in that vein of, of kind of more adult and um, 
hilarious. Like Futurama is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a, a feather in my cap. The, uh, I mean, a Marvel role that I would love to play that I haven't is Jean Grey. Mm. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Or Mara Jade in the Star Wars universe. But you asked about franchises I haven't been involved with. I've been obviously involved with. Uh, I'm okay with I'm okay with both of those uh, additions. We can do those. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> those would be fine. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, as, as much yeah. groundswell as there is for someone to get into and do a, a, a take on Mara Jade, I think that that would be amazing to have, especially if it comes through animation. To have oh. it have it be done by somebody who's as qualified as you are, to, and and has the the chutzpah to to yeah, do it, it you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to, I I had would, to throw I that would. word in there somewhere. I got it. Yeah. So Vanessa, I know that you said that you don't have kids, but I do. I have a daughter who's going to be five this year, which is oh bizarre that she's going to be five. Like That's it awesome. kind of hurts. It kind of hurts a little bit to like to think about the fact that she's going to be five. But, Especially because I told somebody earlier today she was three. So sorry, Anra. <laughs> you know, she's she'll be five in September. But she, because of what she's seen on TV, she has no problem thinking that she wants to be a Jedi or a barbarian or a princess oh. or maybe a barbarian princess. I think that was an option the other day. Brilliant. Because those are all open to her. Thanks mm-hmm. to characters like Black Canary, Gamora and Hera. And I think it's great because I grew up looking up to Princess Leia, not to Cinderella and Snow White, but Leia. Mm-hmm. So, And there wasn't a lot of those female heroes in the forefront when I was a kid, or even, I mean, in the last 10 years, it's been a bigger thing. So yeah. how do you feel about getting to be able to portray those characters and seeing the impact that they've had on these young girls? I am so honored, uh, deeply honored. And and I see that impact um, when I talk to fathers who are finally able to get their Star Wars collection out of the garage and share it with their daughters. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's just such an honor to portray, you know, sort of viable, iconic female roles that that mm-hmm. give young girls an opportunity. I mean, then there have been so many recently in Star Wars that are um, just delicious. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I applaud them for creating such strong characters. And, and I was so rewarded seeing little girls just get excited uh, about the whole franchise as a result of it. And, and, you know, thinking about themselves differently and, and imagining themselves equally as powerful and, and uh, encouraging them to own their power as well. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful to see and it's lovely to experience in the moment. Yeah. I, I, I knew Hera was a, an amazing character, uh, but uh, to see all the cosplay, I've met so many amazing women who cosplay and little girls too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really moving. And it was, I, I know that one of the ones that got us recently was with the Obi-Wan series. She, I mean, uh, my daughter's seen yeah. my daughter's seen all of the movies except for episode three because that's a that's oh. a little bit too intense for for her size. A little bit, yeah. I don't think my mother in law's seen that one even. Like, it might be too. It, I mean, it's it's intense for her too. Okay, all but right. it's the we haven't we haven't touched that aspect of the story yet. But sure. watching Obi Wan with her and explaining mm. to her this is Princess Leia when she was little, and like she, the yeah. first the first portrayal the first moment that she's on screen my husband and i looked at that and looked at each other and did the that's our daughter 
I'm like, mm. 100%. It is. Or, I mean, I like, hope she doesn't go run in the forest and get kidnapped. And oh, I know, I know. Whatever. Okay. I mean, she has that fiercely independent spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. there were a couple. Of, there were a couple of lines. <laughs> it's definitely an understatement. <laughs> there were a couple of lines that Leia said that John and I just kind of snickered about with the, oh yeah, no, that would be, that would be our daughter. That would be. But then realizing the wait no if that's our daughter then that means our daughter also grows up to be Princess Leia and then Thank General you. like there you go yeah that's some BA character there but there that go. has been one of the biggest things to, when then with um the Young Jedi Adventures yes that, that too. just came out she has watched all of them already mm. at least twice she Aww. loves them and she was telling her grandma today she was showing her grandma. Look at this young Jedi adventures. They made Star Wars just for me. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, they did. Yes, That's they did. So they, they brought Star Wars to your size. That's so cool. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I'm so excited. And of That's... course, now, like you said, you've met the fathers who got to pull their Star Wars collections out of the out of the closets, out of the garages to share with their daughters. Yeah. My husband has been with me. She's watching the young jedi adventures and she's like so can i learn to do that it's like parts of it yes she's got a lightsaber he's like yeah we'll totally go out in the backyard and fight and fight lightsabers let's do it yeah (laughs) that's great i love it really great yeah so if you had to pick two of your characters that you have portrayed which two would you like to pick to work together in in either defending the galaxy or doing like a bank heist um that is a great question it might be hilarious to see hera and rook cast okay come together and now she's not necessarily uh Sith per se. I mean, I know Rook cast obviously was Darth Maul's minion, but she's also probably more like Boba or the Mandalorians who are sort of for the highest bidder. Um, Mm -hmm. And so kind of like um, Asajj Ventress. uh, That's a storyline I would love to see more of is uh, Asajj. Yeah. That's, that's for another day, but um, but it might be interesting to see sort of the intrinsic goodness of Hera come up against perhaps the opportunism and a uh, little greed of Rook cast mm, and, and see how they they work together. And it would also be easy to play both voices because they're so different. <laughs> they could cool. easily yeah. uh, portray them back and forth. Uh, they're they're located in different areas and obviously rook cast had a british accent so anyway yeah that'd be cool uh as far as asajj is is concerned um there's a stunt woman named michelle c smith and Mm -hmm. uh she does a lot of lightsaber tutorials on her youtube page uh Mm -hmm. she just did a fan film a short film of asajj and in a lightsaber or something uh, well, awesome. there's, a, there's a longer version of it on the uh, it's like Ionia or something like that I don't know how to pronounce it but oh. um, but yeah there's a little bit longer version I think it's like five or six minutes it's not very long but it's got some really good lightsaber action in it and it's it's a fun watch she's got the Asajj makeup on she's got a hood up and everything it's really cool 
Um, I would, I too would like to see more of Asajj Ventress and, you know, what happened to her after, you know, uh, the split away from, from, uh, um, uh, uh, Everyone. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka. Sorry. My brain just went completely. Yes. I could see Ahsoka in my brain. I just couldn't, whatever reason I couldn't get the name out. a similar out. vibe where Ahsoka is more sort of intrinsically good and Asajj is conflicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be mm. kind of a cool story. I'd, and I'd love to see what happened with, with Asajj after that, because, you know, yeah. in, in Clone Wars lore, in the, in, the, in the series, at least, it's kind of like the, there's nothing. It just kind of stops there and, you know, life right. moved on. So, I, right. you know, I think that there's, and that's one of the things I love about Star Wars is we have this ex- big expansive universe where there's all these stories that we can tell that are separate from the movies and all these different things. So, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, have yet, I have yet to read the book, uh, that came out i think 2014 15 with quinlan voss and i can't take it i can't do it i yeah. can't i can't read what befalls Assage. i just can't mm. yeah i i know it's not a good end but i yeah i would like to it was still i would like to see it i would like to see it played out oh and... i want to see it right now but um yeah. but i i want to uh, not have her die <laughs> oh agreed agreed i yeah. think she's i think she's one of the cooler villains so yeah yeah so uh as nick mentioned we've got a a pretty large facebook group and we like to get them involved whenever we possibly can uh so we've asked our our facebook followers and our twitter followers to if they had any questions for you uh about uh and they all have some harris and doula questions for you so we've got excellent sure happy Um, our our first one comes from anna squires anna is a good friend of ours and she's also co-host of an amazing podcast called growing up skywalker they're doing um they're doing it it episodically they're reviewing each episode as it goes they just they're just finishing up bad batch they've got Mm -hmm. they finished off clone wars they're moving through she's never seen star wars he's an he's old school so she's going through as a first time watch through and everything and she's become this massive star wars fan and they're it's just they're super cool yeah they're yes she's never seen it so it's kind of fun uh but here's her question for you what quality of Harris do you most admire and would you want to live out in your daily life? Her ability to focus and prioritize. What I, I appreciate about her is that she doesn't take anything personally. She is never petty. She plays the long game mm-hmm. and somehow can override her humanity in all situations, although, or her twilectity i don't know (laughs) um i mean i just i i feel like we all struggle with self-centered fear and um i'm really impressed with her ability to absolutely focus on the task at hand and get everything done uh sometimes i get distracted by petty concerns and um ask myself well what would hera do and hera certainly wouldn't get wrapped up in any of that it's not important Mm-hmm. Uh, and and sometimes it's hard to maintain that perspective uh, and maybe the isolation of the pandemic <laughs> made it even more challenging but um i just admire her focus okay good answer uh so then we have a question from sophie who is laughing thing three on twitter mm-hmm. she asks besides our dear little war crime committing chopper who is your favorite Star Wars droid? Probably R2D2. 
Yeah, I mean, snitch. he is he is the loyalist of all of them. The ultimate He's rider. Hilarious. Down. He's hilarious. <laughs> he has yeah. been through some stuff. He has. <laughs> if a robot could have PTSD, a... he would be. He had never had his memory wiped, and yet he's still, he is your ride or die. I totally agree. Yeah, I love me some R2. <laughs> and, you know, uh, my best friend, she got me that, the R2-D2 thing that, like, like runs around on your floor and this and that. And I'm like, I, it, for hours, I can play with that. <laughs> Understood. I Doesn't have R2-D2 earrings that I'm sad that I'm not wearing. But... I, I love the fact that, you know, R2 has never said uh, a, a legible word that we can understand. It's all beeps and bops and boops, but you know exactly what he's saying. Uh, you know? Always, and, yes. Yeah. It's funny, because so. I was actually, I was wearing my R2-D2 earrings yesterday because they had a May the 4th event at my daughter's school. Oh, and I was wearing my R2-D2 earrings and my daughter's so like, cool. he's the one that I got to, I got to control at Comic-Con. I'm like, Yes, he is. Because one of the one of the cosplay groups let her run the controls on R two, and she thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, the local five hundred first had a had a full size droid. Which, uh, which thing was that? Oh, that was, that was... Monroe Pops Post. Ah, got it. Awesome. It's a pretty small one, but it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah the local five hundred first was like, "Do you want to drive it?" She's like, "Oh, yes." Wow. <laughs> That's so I'm special. Like, can I? Because after she has a turn, can I do it? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it was so much fun. It was so cool. And I mean, that was that was six months ago, and she's still talking about it. Wow. I would be. Oh, yeah. So scales Sivens at scales twenty at on Twitter wanted to ask, what is your favorite Hera quote? We have hope. Hope that things will get better, and they will. Boom! I love that. I like it. That got me through the pandemic. I'll tell you that much. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think watching Star Wars in total, uh, that and yes, yes, and 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 being able to come here and and have have people to talk to over Twitter and 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 Zoom, and we were doing these interviews and everything. I think that's what got me through. Otherwise, I'd have been cuckoo yep. for cocoa puffs so same knowing same. all of the stuff that i went through in 2020 yeah no that's the only reason i'm still yeah. standing yeah not on a you. permanent grippy sock vacation <laughs> yeah got it yeah <laughs> all right so uh vanessa we're at a stage in our show where a lot of times we've asked uh we've we've taken our guests into a quiz uh like we told you pre-show um okay but tonight we're just gonna ask you a silly question excellent so uh, now you can be as silly or serious as this as you would like to be. It's totally up to you. Huh? So, Vanessa Marshall, what do you think about when you're alone in a car? I wish I could fly. <laughs> oh yeah, I can only imagine with the traffic out there. Yeah, well, and my dad's a pilot also, and um, I'm I just always imagine like oh, my dad could actually fly out of this situation and then of course Hera has that history so sometimes it's hard not to imagine like oh man if only this were the ghost <laughs> he'd be the greatest fighter pilot ever uh, <laughs> second only to Han Solo right there, there you go well Vanessa thank you so much for being on our show today where can our listeners go to find out more about you and some of your upcoming works 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, please uh, come say hello at Vanessa Marshall 1138 on Instagram at Van Marshall on Twitter. And there's a Vanessa Marshall fan page on Facebook that you're more than welcome to join. I'm also on Twitch with the same handle as Instagram, Vanessa Marshall 1138. And uh, yeah, I would love uh, for people to come join this Metal Gear Solid event. If you're a Metal Gear Solid fan, July 15th, um, that's at, at MGSCon. Um, you can get tickets there uh, and join us virtually and, and come play games with us. And let's all just make a commitment to have fun and pay it forward and do the right thing and, and lift everybody up. I feel like that is just what we all get to do since we made it through uh, such a, a very dark period, so isolated. And I'm deeply grateful for my Star Wars family. And, um, you know, obviously Metal Gear Solid is a, a different fandom, but the the spirit of love and unity and inclusivity and uh, all the things that draw me to the Star Wars fandom uh, also exist in in that franchise and if you follow me I will uh, post there about future events as well I'm I'm hoping to repeat this kind of fan experience for uh, Overwatch uh, Fortnite Injustice Two Mortal Kombat like uh, I'm again it's just let's let's play let's have fun and let's do it for a good cause and uh, so come play with me <laughs> awesome. that'd be cool. Nice. We will definitely link all of your socials so that people oh, can get wonderful. Because that sounds like so much fun too. Like yeah, it's good. You know what? It's a great hang. And and I'm just so deeply grateful to be a part of it. Uh, I was approached with the opportunity and I just leapt at it because I feel like I, it's what matters right now, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. We want to remind you that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like Vanessa Marshall here today to have these fun chats and give you uh, entertaining moments to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps out way more than we can ever really tell you and, and check out Vanessa's work on all her socials, but make sure that you click the link and you go to that MGS con and check out what's going on there. That's for a good cause and let's help each other out. Uh, that's really the best thing that we can do uh, is to help one another. So, but if for whatever reason you are not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department. That, of course, is the droid chopper from Star Wars Rebels. Sure, we don't entirely understand what he's saying most of the time, but given his penchant for war crimes, we would rather not be on his bad side. So submit an electronic copy of your complaint form. Droids make things so convenient, really. And just remember that we will be at his mercy. We're just thankful that Chopper also has a sense of humor. And that we, at times, can be funny. We know that's debatable, but we'd like to think that we can be. Maybe he'll let us off with a warning. Well, thanks again, Vanessa. Thank, Thank you, Vanessa. It's great. Thank you. So wonderful. I'm so grateful that we finally got to meet up. Likewise. And we will meet again. And if we're ever in the same city or near any cons together, let's all hang out. Yeah, sounds good. It. All right, guys, that's going to finish us for today on the FSF Podcast. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact me. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode. 
copyright 2023 FSF podcast. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by FSF podcast. The views expressed by the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at info at fsfpopcast.com. Original music by Jordan Michaels.